are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, of Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you for listening, and thank you for worshiping with us. In 2008, there was a holy site in the holy city of Jerusalem. It was a fist fight that broke out between Greek and Armenian monks. There's actually a video of this fist fight at this holy site on YouTube. As I watch the video, it's both funny and sad all at the same time. It is another reminder to me that we humans find it very easy to transform something good into something bad. And yet as we think about that holy site, we also can't help but think that we are creatures who need sacred space. We need space in our lives where we can be healed by God's holiness rather than being infected by our own human sin. But again, creating that sacred space is never easy for humans. I was reading a little testimony from an Episcopal priest who went to Jerusalem for a theological conference. Uh, This Episcopal priest had some downtime, so he decided to visit a this holy site that I just mentioned. But his colleagues at the conference warned him about the site. They said something very interesting about this this holy site, this so-called sacred space. They said it had the atmosphere of thinly veiled hostility. (laughs) I can't help but think about some of the congregations I've served in the years past having this atmosphere of thinly veiled hostility. They said there would be uh, long lines of sweaty, smelly people, and they would be pushing and shoving to get near the important spaces uh, at that holy site. In In other words, they were telling their colleague, don't expect to have a very holy experience. And, of course, this Episcopal priest was like, nah, maybe they're just wrong. So he went, and boy, by golly, he discovered they were right. In some ways, that holy site was a lot like the temple in our gospel reading for today. But also, somehow in that thinly veiled hostility, that indeed was the atmosphere of that holy site, he also sensed that Christ was somehow present. Because we know that Christ, the risen Christ, is always determined to be present in the mess and the mass of what we call human. And so maybe that's the hope that we cling to today as Jesus in our gospel reading um, attempts to reset the temple. To remind the temple then and the church now 
that our work is always about the people. You know, some of you might remember that children's game that you play with your fingers where you bring your, your hands together and you create a steeple, then you turn your hands upside down and you see all the people. That children's game reminds us that it's important for us to always prioritize what we do around the needs of others and not necessarily our own. But to do that requires reverence and respect. Reverence. You know, at some point in your life, you have to acknowledge that God is more than just your, your best friend, right? Your buddy. Or that God is more than just the old man upstairs. At some point in your life, you begin to realize that God is the only one. God is the other, the only other, who can penetrate the darkness of this world. That God is the other in our lives who can bring hope to the mess and the mass that we call human. This is why all of creation, not just humans, but all of creation, this is why all of creation waits for God to act each and every day. And this is why we need sacred space so that we can, again, experience the healing of God's holiness in our lives. Uh, the Japanese have a wonderful spiritual discipline called forest bathing. Forest bathing. An example of forest ba bathing uh, occurs with many of the um, high-tech companies in Japan where they take their high-tech employees out away from the office and they spend a day in the woods. It is a day when they disconnect from their high-tech world and reconnect to the real world around them. Forest bathing. As they do this, they come to know what Barbara Brown Taylor has taught us that the whole world, the whole world is the house of God. The whole world is the house of God. But listening and knowing this healing holiness requires reverence. Respect. You know, social media has really made it easy for us to be disrespectful of each other. Uh, it's obvious to me and to many others as well that, you know, we have created a world where we no longer really listen to each other. Instead, all we try to do is talk over each other with speech that is oftentimes disrespectful, sometimes just downright hateful. You know, I look forward to the day when I can listen to a debate that is conducted respectfully. In fact, recent surveys have said that politics aside, 
the majority of Americans value restoring respect for one another because they believe that this is important. Look, for example, at the marketplace outside the temple in our gospel reading for today. It is believed by uh, many uh, biblical scholars that this marketplace probably was not a fair marketplace, that vendors had found very creative ways of overcharging their customers who had traveled to the temple that day to purchase sacrifices so they could make their sacrifice as a part of their spiritual discipline that day. And all of this happens really because there is a complete lack of respect for others. And that void is then filled with disrespect, which eventually becomes dishonesty. And eventually dishonesty becomes outright injustice. Uh, in 2018, uh, there were 15,000 sets of cremated human remains that were never picked up, never picked up, and this is before the pandemic, never picked up by family or friends. 15,000. Those remains were never picked up because family or friends decided it was just too expensive and they just forgot about it. Uh, never picked up because there was just really no connection between the family and friends. Or the remains were never picked up because the family and friends were too upset neither about the death of their loved one or they were too upset with each other to pick up those remains. I got a feeling that some of it has to do with the fact that it's become easier to do these kinds of things because we don't respect others like we used to. And therefore it's easier to disconnect. You know, I always tell people, uh, you don't necessarily have to love them, but at least respect them. Um, I love truck stops. You know, when I'm traveling along the road, I always look for uh, my favorite truck stops. There's one uh, down I-35 in southern Minnesota, right by Albert Lee. I always stop at that one. There's a great truck stop right outside the Quad Cities on I-80 in eastern Iowa. Always stop at that one. But once in a while, these truck stops, the big ones, the busy ones, uh, will see a big rig whose trailer is marked with large letters, Mobile Chapel. In other words, this is a sacred space in an unsacred world. And one time one of the chaplains was interviewed uh, as they were spending time at a particular truck stop. And they said, you know, deep down in every driver's heart, 
There is a desire to speak to someone who listens and doesn't condemn. In other words, these mobile chapels become sacred spaces of hope for the lonely road warrior seeking some real comfort and a word of grace. Likewise, maybe today's church should think of itself as a community center where success isn't measured in square footage and weekly attendance, but in the ways that people find sacred space in the midst of a world whizzing by at 75 miles an hour every day. Amen. And now, God's Word is alive in us again, anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us, out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now in support of this podcast and of the work and ministry of St. John's Lutheran Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat that for you, sjlcl.org. Up toward the top right, you will see a button that says Give. Click on Give and follow the simple instructions to give your offering. And on behalf of the whole congregation, let me say thank you for giving in support of these ministries. And now, receive a blessing from Kate Bowler from her book, The Lives We Actually Have. This is a blessing called, For This Ordinary Day. Lord, here I am. How strange it is that some days feel like hurricanes and others like glassy seas and others like nothing much at all. Today is a cosmic shrug. My day planner says rather conveniently that I will not need you cry out for you, reach for you. Ordinarily, I might not think of you at all. Except, if you don't mind, let me notice you. Show up in all the small necessities and everyday graces. God, be bread. Be water. Be laundry. Be the coffee cup in my hands and the reason to calm down in traffic. Be the gentler tone in my insistence today that people pick up after themselves for once. Be the reason I feel loved when I catch my own reflection or feel my own self-loathing fluttering in my stomach. Calm my mind, lift my spirit, make this dumb, ordinary day my prayer of thanks. Amen, and peace be with you, my friends.